0: Hello and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center's Victoria's Living Podcast. Victoria's Living Christian Center is a church that strives to stand for goodness and is committed to encourage and show a better way. A church whose vision is to see God's people living a victorious life. This is accomplished through community outreach, education, healthy living, and support groups while still providing spiritual growth. Our goal is to meet the needs of man, spiritually as well as naturally. So welcome and enjoy. Good evening and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center Gospel Bible Chat Room. I'm Pastor Ruth Gardner, and we are starting our Bible study lesson tonight. We're on the book of 1 Corinthians, and we are going into chapter 4. So we're going to go ahead, let us uh, go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for watching over us and keeping us. We thank you, Lord God, for your blood covering us. We thank you, Lord God, for just being God in our lives. We pray, Father, that as we go into the lesson tonight, that you open up our ears to hear, open up our spiritual ears to hear, Father, let this word be uh, resonant within us, that it be planted in good soil, that we may be able to hold on to the fruits, the nuggets that we are going to reveal on tonight, Father, open Uh, the mysteries and unravel the golden nuggets that are hidden in your word father For your word is living it's alive and father no matter how many times we read this scripture father you always come in a different way you always expound it always build on top of of the previous interpretation and it goes further and further and God we thank you for this uh giving us this opportunity blessing us and allowing us to come together father we invite you here in the midst. Father, we come against every distraction, every internet or uh, uh, the airways and frequencies. Um, We come against it right now. Father, we come against uh, chaotic spirits, distractions. Father, we come against it all. And Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So let's go on with our lesson so we um went through the first 3 chapters of corinthian first corinthian and we see that it's paul still elaborating and still talking about um the steward being a, a good follower a good leader i'm sorry a good leader of the gospel, a good minister of the gospel. And we know that in the beginning of first Corinthians, the first couple of chapters talked about the divisions and how he's trying to bring the people together. Um, we know that just giving a little background history that, um, people were favoring other leaders, um, over the, another. And Paul was coming in to correct and say, look, we can't be being divided because you getting, um, following the saying that you're of Apollo and that you're of Cephas and that I'm of, I'm of Paul that causes division and Paul is trying to explain to them that we are all on the same team we're all doing the same thing we all have one goal in mind and that is to glorify God and to tell of the good news which is the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ um, to let people know who Jesus was and what has transpired and how it is a new covenant that God has made with man so um because one person presents it differently than the other the people were beginning to um kind of pretty much take sides and 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 choose a a quote-unquote following of people Paul is saying no 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 that's that's not what God is trying to to do here God is not trying to do that God is trying to, um, bring us all together and try to let the people know that we are of one body. And he talks about having many members, but we are all of one body. Praise the Lord, sister Charmaine. God bless you. Welcome. So, um, so now we're going to go into, (laughs) she disappeared. So now we're going to go into, um, the chapter four, I'm going to play tonight. I'm going to play two different versions. The first version I'm going to play is the NIV. And then the second version I'm going to play is the message. Now, um, the NIV King James, you know, there's different, different, you know, different types of, uh, versions of the scriptures. But for me, this lesson tonight's lesson and what, is being said and the point because if you read the King James version, you kind of you get it, but you don't really get it. But by, by but when you listen to the NIV and then you listen to the message Bible, you'll see exactly what Paul is trying to say in the scripture. So I'm going to go ahead and pull it up and we're going to go ahead and um, let you listen to
1: the different versions. First, we're going to do the NIV. All right, and here we go.
2: This then is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent it is the lord who judges me therefore judge nothing before the appointed time wait until the lord comes he will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart at that time each will receive their praise from god now brothers and sisters i have applied these things to myself and apollos for your benefit so that you may learn from us the meaning of the saying do not go beyond what is written then you will not be puffed up in being a follower of one of us over against the other. For who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? Already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. You have begun to reign, and that without us. How I wish that you really had begun to reign so that we also might reign with you. For it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession, like those condemned to die in the arena. We have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels, as well as to human beings. We are fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored, we are dishonored. To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags. We are brutally treated. We are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. We have become the scum of the earth, the garbage of the world, right up to this moment. I'm writing this not to shame you. But to warn you as my dear children, even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I have sent to you Timothy, my son, whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. Some of you have become arrogant, as if I were not coming to you, but I will come to you very soon if the Lord is willing, and then I will find out not only how these arrogant people are talking, but what power they have. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. What do you prefer? Shall I come to you with a rod of discipline, or shall I come in love and with a gentle spirit?
0: Okay. All right, so that is the NIV version of chapter 4. And well, let me play, let
1: me play the message. Okay. Here we go.
3: Chapter 4. Don't imagine us leaders to be something we aren't. We are servants of Christ, not his masters. We are guides into God's most sublime secrets, not security guards posted to protect them. The requirements for a good guide are reliability and accurate knowledge. It matters very little to me what you think of me, even less where I rank in popular opinion. I don't even rank myself. Comparisons in these matters are pointless. I'm not aware of anything that would disqualify me from being a good guide for you. But that doesn't mean much. The master makes that judgment. So don't get ahead of the master and jump to conclusions with your judgments before all the evidence is in when he comes. He will bring out in the open and place in evidence all kinds of things we never even dreamed of, inner motives and purposes and prayers. Only then will any one of us get to hear the well done of God. All I'm doing right now, friends, is showing how these things pertain to Apollos and me so that you will learn restraint and not rush into making judgments without knowing all the facts. It's important to look at things from God's point of view. I would rather not see you inflating or deflating reputations based on mere hearsay. For who do you know that really knows you, knows your heart? And even if they did, is there anything they would discover in you that you could take credit for? Isn't everything you have and everything you are sheer gifts from God? So what's the point of all this comparing and competing? You already have all you need. You already have more access to God than you can handle. Without bringing either Apollos or me into it, you're sitting on top of the world, at least God's world, and we're right there, sitting alongside you. It seems to me that God has put us, who bear his message, on stage in a theater in which no one wants to buy a ticket. We're something everyone stands around and stares at, like an accident in the street. We're the Messiah's misfits. You might be sure of yourselves, but we live in the midst of frailties and uncertainties. You might be well thought of by others, but we're mostly kicked around. Much of the time we don't have enough to eat. We wear patched and threadbare clothes. We get doors slammed in our faces and we pick up odd jobs anywhere we can to eke out a living. When they call us names, we say, God bless you. When they spread rumors about us, we put in a good word for them. We're treated like garbage, potato peelings from the culture's kitchen. And it's not getting any better. I'm not writing all this as a neighborhood scold, just to make you feel rotten. I'm writing as a father to you, my children. I love you and want you to grow up well, not spoiled. There are a lot of people around who can't wait to tell you what you've done wrong. But there aren't many fathers willing to take the time and effort to help you grow up. It was as Jesus helped me proclaim God's message to you that I became your father. I'm not, you know, asking you to do anything. I'm not already doing myself. This is why I sent Timothy to you earlier. He is also my dear son and true to the master. He will refresh your memory on the instructions I regularly give all the churches on the way of Christ. I know there are some among you who are so full of themselves, they never listen to anyone, let alone me. They don't think I'll ever show up in person, but I'll be there sooner than you think, God willing, and then we'll see if they're full of anything but hot air. God's way is not a matter of mere talk, it's an empowered life so how should i prepare to come to you as a severe disciplinarian who makes you toe the mark or as a good friend and a counselor who wants to share heart to heart with you you decide
0: amen the mystery of sex oh sorry about that that's that's chapter five we ain't ready for that yet (laughs) amen that's that's next week okay so looking at these, these two different versions of chapter four, we see that the first thing he talks about through verses one and five is about being good stewards and being found faithful. And then he goes into, uh, the scriptures about judging and verse five says, therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes. Okay. We hear this all the time, judge nothing before the time. Okay. Once again, we have to look at the text in which this scripture or was, was because people quote it, does nothing before its time. Okay. It says judge nothing before its time, but look at the scripture. He's talking to the people in reference to judging a leader's faithfulness. He's talking about, stewards, ministers, as far as them being faithful. That's why when he talks in verse number three, he goes, I, he pretty, I'm paraphrasing. He says, I could care less what you think of me or if you judge me, I could care less because as far as I'm concerned, God judges me and he knows me, he knows my level of faithfulness. Because um, what they were doing, because when you go back to the other scriptures, one of the reasons that they were, you know, I'm um, for Apollos, I'm um, for Peter, I'm um, for Paul is based on how they present themselves, how they execute the, the word and how they, um, you know, preached pretty much how they preached the word and how they felt that they were faithful. This one's more faithful than the other and that one's more faithful than this one. And so that's where he goes in to say, okay, first of all, we don't want any division. Everybody, we're all on the same team. Um, as far as our faithfulness, you know, judge nothing before it's time. You don't know the faithfulness of me or of Paulo. You can't compete and compare our faithfulness based on whether we come to church. Like like I was telling, um, we was talking, Pastor John, and I was talking, mm-hmm. like we were saying, you can't sit here and judge me based on the fact that, okay, we always said, oh, this person is so faithful. Every time the doors of the church is open, they're there. Okay? What about the one who has to work? Or what about the one who can't get gas in their car to make it to church? Or what about the one who who um just for some reason child got sick, had an emergency or something happened on that day and because, you know, they didn't come or they didn't attend You look at them like it's being unfaithful. But see, Paul is saying, we can't sit up here and say, this one is more faithful than the other because we don't know all the situations was going on in their life. Only God knows. And that's why he said, judge nothing before it's time because you don't know the faithfulness of that person. They may have wanted in their heart wanted to be there but because of situations they had to work they didn't have gas in their car they couldn't make it or a child got sick or anything could have happened which caused them not to show up and so now we being that we see only on our level on this this carnal level we're being judgmental against that person because they ain't faithful they ain't coming they're not coming they can't make it anytime to turn around they're not here they don't make it so we're looking at that level but God is saying just nothing before it's time because we don't know what's going on. We don't know what could have happened and then on the flip side there's people who did every time the door is open, they're there. every time they turn around Sunday Sunday school they're there They there for 11 o'clock service they're there for six o'clock service. so they're faithful to the ministry they're faithful to the church but are they still faithful to God because at the end of the day, with faithfulness that matters is your faithfulness to god not faithfulness to the ministry or faithfulness mm-hmm. to the pastor or faithfulness to the service or faithfulness to the, 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 the um the uh auxiliary that you're a part of are you faithful to god that's mm-hmm. what's important that was good wasn't that good amen <laughs> so when you so So even though we hear the scripture, judge not before it's time. Okay, and we use that a lot. But what he was saying, because if we, if we, because with that, we also hear, you can't judge me, only God can judge me. Because that's where that comes from, too. Only God can judge me. True, True. God judges you based on your faithfulness, but God but the word also tells us to judge the spirit by the word. So we are to judge. We judge the spirit by the word, but God judges you based on your faithfulness because God knows what's in your heart.
1: Any Amen. questions? Any,
0: I don't understand yeah. or I, I don't agree. Go ahead, Pastor John.
4: I'm about to say, can I just kind of piggyback on this? Piggyback. If you, When you're looking at this in the NIV, they titled that section, right? The nature of a true apostle. And this this whole section from uh, chapters 1 through, oh, verses 1 through 13, it's talking about basically uh, your faithfulness, servanthood, stuff like that, right? And it goes into, you know, the Bible tells you that God judges the inner. uh, We judge the outer man. God judges the inner. And when he goes down to the bottom of these right here, you see where it's talking about you are honored, but we are dishonored. So, it's actually giving a uh, a different a, a uh, uh what's the term for it uh, differentiates between mm-hmm. some people that are taking all the honor and things upon themselves.
3: Mm-hmm. You
4: know, you have like these big name preachers and things like that that may in the church be faithful to their ministry mm-hmm. and the church may be faithful in front of people, but behind mm-hmm. closed doors, what are you doing? What is your lifestyle? And that's why it's talking. They talk about you are honored, but yet we are dis- uh, dishonored. You are, uh, you are, we're brutally treated.
1: Uh,
0: mm-hmm. did you uh,
4: talk where is it, it looking right here? It says when, when we are cursed, you are blessed. When we are persecuted, we endure it. it. It keeps on talking about, you know, you know, the different ways that other people are getting blessed and people are bestowing honor upon them for the, their outer appearance. But God doesn't care about the outer thing. He doesn't care how how faithful you seem to others. You can't judge somebody's faithfulness based on what you see, how often they're at church. But what is your life behind closed door? That's where the true faithfulness is is behind closed doors how is your life lining up when nobody is watching
5: mm-hmm.
0: your walk it's it's about your walk yeah how close is your walk with the father you know and only god can really really judge a person i mean we can see god will reveal some things to us you know like you know because those who walk with the Lord, those who have a relationship with God, they'll, God will show it. Uh-huh. You It's going to come out, whether you're faithful or not.
4: And like you yeah. mentioned about church members, you know, the people that might not show up to every Bible study, the people that might not show up to every prayer service but you don't know their life behind closed doors. They might not have made it to that prayer service because they had work or something like that. Mm -hmm. You don't see that they're actually praying at home every day, are you?
0: Right. And and, and also because of the leader's place, now here's the thing, because of where the leader is with God, he'll let the leader know whether or not this person really is or really isn't. Because mm-hmm. of the relationship that they have, so you know, some people try to you know use that and hide under that, but you can't hide under that because God will reveal
5: it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I've heard okay. it. I'm... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was saying I've I don't think I've ever heard anybody quote that scripture in conjunction with "Only God can judge me," because I know um for for me personally. I've always heard that um, kind of gotten the interpretation, like kind of like what you were saying about judging your faithfulness, because, you know, I've heard it recently. It's a scripture that this the scripture, judge nothing before its time, really resonated with me.
1: You're breaking up. Yeah, she can. You're breaking up, Hello?
0: Is, okay,
5: go is ahead, go it ahead. Better? Yeah. Is it, is it better now? Yes, yes. Okay. Because uh, I'll let away in that, that last part of, uh, of the scripture, it says, because the last, let me see if I can read it. The Lord will make man the heart, and shall every man have forgotten. You know, and I have you wrote it that way. Saying, like, only God can judge me. I've always like, um, gotten it. My interpretation was always, you know, leaders who were hypocritical,
4: mm-hmm.
5: you know, or a leader who, who um, seemed as if they were doing one thing. But, you know, and it's like, you know what? Don't judge them. You know, if they're actually doing this, it'll come out. Right.
1: You'll, mm-hmm.
5: you'll know. And then...
1: You're breaking up really bad now. Where are you at? You need to hurt him come home. Uh,
5: Huh? You, you, you
4: breaking you breaking Most of the time, it
5: was I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, Joya Um, yeah, <laughs> you freaking up real bad. But she was. She you
0: quoted the last part of the scripture like. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart. Then each one's praise will come from God. Yes, he was talking about that. He was talking about, and that's exactly what the scripture is talking about. You're Mm -hmm. saying it in the right frame of mind, but some people try to use the
1: scripture as only God can judge me. But um, yeah,
0: it is in reference to, you know, we're seeing leaders that are living kind of like looking like they're being hypocritical or they're living like a double life and stuff like that. And we're like, okay, we don't know the ins and outs of that lifestyle. But at the same time, it also means like we're looking at their faithfulness to God and we're basing it on they're basing it on how often they see them in the limelight, how often it's being seen in the limelight. So then that's why he goes on into chapters, verse number six. He goes, Now these things, brethren, I have figuratively transferred to myself and Apollos for your sake, that you may learn in us not to think beyond what is written that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against another.
4: Now, also, you can put this in context with the previous chapters and things and knowing what was going on in Corinth at the time. So when you think about that, remember that they were talking about all the, the the speakers and everything that would go out in the crowd, and they would get paid to give all these wise speeches and sound very articulate and sounded good to everybody, and they tickle people's ears, and the people paid them, and they brought glory to themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after Paul had visited Corinth, then you had those some of those same people. Started preaching christ but they started preaching christ kind of in a prideful way mm-hmm. to bring glory to themselves mm-hmm. and that is that is a huge part of what was going on here and, and the reason why like i said the 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 header to this is the nature of a true apostle
0: right because paul was trying to point out the humility of it all because even mm-hmm. in that what you're saying um it is known that corinthians were puffed up they mm-hmm. were full of pride and like you said that's some of the things that was going on and so um he was trying to um and humbling them without rejecting them paul and re- appeals to reason and that's verse number six and seven resorts to satire now verses eight through 13 when he says you're already full you are already rich he is being sarcastic because that's how they view themselves like you already you you're already there you have arrived you all that in the bag of chips you know that's what he was saying in verse number eight was that you're already full you're already rich you have reigned as kings without us and indeed I, I wish you did reign that we may also reign with you you know and he was being like you know you think you reign but you really haven't because if you reign you would be right there with us because we're the ones who really are you're not you that's what he was saying in verse number 8 and and then he was saying that you know then he talked about the how what him as an apostle what they truly endure as a true apostle it's not about pumps and pump pumping pumping pump stance it's not about being all high mighty in your name all in lights it's not about the razzle dazzle it's hard work being an apostle you're going to go and you're going to go down in the d- trenches you know you're mm-hmm. gonna, you know, starving, you, get, you know, all these things that he was saying. But the hour, the, to the present hour, we both hunger and thirst, we're poorly clothed and beaten, homeless, and we labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we endure, being defamed, we entreat. We have been made as the filth of the world of outscoring of all things until now. So he's saying, okay, it's not a pretty Thing. you think it's all mm-hmm. about glam and glamour but it's not you're sitting here trying to say that you know you know it's all about pumping stance and and you're you're bloating with pride and you're arrogant thinking that you have all things here on this earth now but there's much more greater glory greater blessings coming ahead it's not now. You're not getting everything that God has promised you now. That's why He said, "Why you act like you did? Why you boast like you already have it?"
4: That was that was good. I didn't catch that sarcastic tone, but you're 100 right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's being sarcastic. Yeah, and that's why he said, that, "How do you act like you received, and then you then you boast as if you didn't?" Because, um, they were in this mindset that. All they need and all they have is that they have right then and there. Because once again, arrogance played a part, pride played a part in all of this. So Paul even attacked that. He even approached and addressed that about how prideful they are. And then he, and then verses fourteen down to twenty-one, he pulls back and he humbles and says, "Look, I'm not writing this to bash you or to or to, or to come hard on you. I'm writing this out of love." You know, you guys need to realize and understand that right now, having this type of attitude, you know, it's not good. It's not where God wants you to be. Your mindset is not where it needs to be. Because remember, when we go back to chapter number three, the first thing he said, I can't even talk to you. I can't even feed y'all meat, meat because y'all still drinking milk, because y'all still immature. You're still childish. So he's still coming on that same vein. Look, I can't even take you higher. And, and God, because you still dealing with this, this petty stuff. So he's like, look, I'm not trying to really bash on y'all, but I'm trying to point out where you are is not a good place. You need to come up higher with your thinking, you need to do away once and for all, with all these different uh, divisions and you, you team Apollo or team Cephas or team Paul. We need to all come together because we're all preaching the same thing. So we need to, you know, Not sit here and judge people based on what you
1: feel they're faithful or they're unfaithful, but what you see. Okay. Yes.
4: No. Anybody got any questions? No, no questions. But I was I was reading down more of more and uh you know after saying all that and you know he basically warned them and saying some of you have become arrogant as if I were not coming to you like I'm on my way and you're arrogant but I will come to you very soon and if the lord is willing and then I will find out not only how these arrogant people are talking but the power they have.
0: Mm. Which brings
4: us to the next plug. Like, he's like y'all talking all this talk, and y'all realize I'm on my way. And he he's basically warning them that he's gonna put their, their house in order. He's he's... <laughs> he's coming.
0: Oh, he's coming. He said y'all think I'm not coming you all think y'all y'all got it all together and y'all think I ain't don't need for me to come there he's on coming because I want to see what y'all got what y'all you know you talk to talk or you walk and walk because this is the highlight and the crux of this whole lesson is verse number 20 for the kingdom of god, god is not, not in a... word but in
1: power power And that means
0: God's present reign in Christ through the lives of believers is backed up by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit, which carries a moral authority that Paul can use if necessary. See, he's got that authority and power. And we got to understand that the kingdom ministry involves signs, wonders, and miracles that demonstrate the power of God. See, he comes in power and in demonstration. The people that are arrogant and puffed up, he's like, I want to see what you're about. He said, don't think I'm not going to come. He's the Lord's will. I'm going to come and see and check you out. And I want to see some power. I want to hear all these and words. You talk good. You talk a good game. But I want to see some power. Where's your power? And,
4: and check died. this out. And check this out. Because when it comes to verse 21, right? he's acknowledging that there's a time frame between them getting this letter and him showing up and he's saying what do you prefer shall i come to you with a rod of discipline or shall i come in love with a gentle spirit basically saying you know are you going to get your house in order now and things can be in love and a gentle spirit or are you still going to be acting up and i gotta come with a rod of discipline
0: also, he's saying, "Do I? Are you going to be puffed up and arrogant when I get there? Or are you going to humble yourself?"
4: Uh huh. Yeah, that's too.
0: So, you know, and then and message Bible says, "You decide." I said, Well, I like that." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "You let me know, but I'm coming. But now, how you want me to come? You want me to come, and you know, tear stuff up, or do you want me to come and love and let's just work this through." And let's see what's going on here. Let's, let's take care of this because once and for all, this is the last chapter that Paul is addressing about division and about, um, judging the, the leaders and, and what's the true, like you said, the title, the, excuse me, the, the qualifications of a true apostle and what exactly apostle is. And you know, what, um, apostles did back in those days, they set they set up churches, they put, they set up churches and they left people in in charge to run them. So that's why he sent Timothy. He says, if you want to, let me go back to it. Let's see where that scripture is. He goes, I do write these things. I'm going to go verse number 14. I do write these things to shame you. I do not write these things to shame you. Sorry. But as my beloved children, I warn you, for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ you yet you do not have many fathers for in christ jesus i have begotten you through the gospel therefore i urge you imitate me for this reason i have sent timothy to you who is beloved and faithful son in the lord who will remind you of my ways in christ as i teach everywhere in every church he's like so at the end of the day look I'm not coming to say, you know, this or saying that I'm coming to warn you. I'm coming to encourage you, you know, at the end of the day, if you if you don't understand, just imitate me, just do what I do. And then Timmy, Timmy, Tim, Tim brother, Timothy's coming, right? Timothy's coming and he's going to help you stay in that vein. He's going to help you and guide you. To stay and walk in the ways that that I'm teaching. And I'm teaching this to every church. Nobody's different. I'm saying the same thing over here that I'm saying over there. I'm I'm not preaching or teaching anything different to different people. I'm teaching the same thing to everybody. So, in Timothy, he's very faithful. He knows the ways of God. He's coming to help you. So, he was like, and that is something that's very, very important. He says, imitate me. Then he goes on to talk about the arrogant people. And like some of you now, I know there's some of you that probably think you don't need Timothy to come over and show you anything. You don't need Timothy to tell you anything. So I'm going to come and check you out. Because you have to remember, Paul, he
1: established the Corinthian church. He's coming back to check on them. So, anything else? Anything else y'all want to
0: bring out? I hope y'all get, I need your Bibles, you know, so y'all can see exactly what we're saying and what we're reading. That way, if you have any questions, you know, you can bring them up. That's why I try to tell y'all ahead, like what chapters we're going to be covering. So, if you, you know, come on and you listen and you read and you have a question about it, come on in and bring it in and bring the question. Anybody have any comments or anything? Joy, are you almost home? Are you still driving?
1: No, I'm home. Eating right now, but I'm home.
0: Oh, okay. You want to elaborate what you were saying before? Now that we can hear you clearer. No, I mean it, it was it was pretty much a um a piggyback with what y'all were saying. It was there was
1: nothing else extra. Oh, okay. Hmm.
0: well um is there anything else pastor john that you want to bring out with this lesson no okay so basically um hold on you, one second i did i did notice that um that one part where he where he was asking "Do you want me to come in love or do you want me to bring discipline It kind of remind me of the retreat that we went to with apostle kent where he kind of okay. asked you when you when you called him dad he was like you want me to um? You want me to act like a father? You want me to act like a father? That's what that part reminded me of. That was funny. Yeah, yeah, that was scary. Everybody was like, "Ooh!" It's like, "Oh, I got myself into." It. Yeah, yeah, that what that did remind me of. That, but this this lesson, this chapter, it's like the last chapter in this book. That where Paul addresses about the leaders and about um, division and, um, you know, um, giving God the glory, you know, and he talks about, you know, how division is a sin, you know, that when you favor others over other people, that's sin. And you're, pu- you're, you're putting this person on a pedestal. And, God, and Paul is saying we should not be doing that. We as followers, we should be able to receive preaching, teaching from anybody as long as they're walking in the way. And another thing that I was uh, talking to Pastor John about that was different from this time and today is that these people,
1: they knew the word. They were taught the word. they were taught the word they were taught
0: you know because realize one thing they didn't have the new testament but what they had was the letters that paul was writing and he was reading them and they were reading them in his hearing and the people's hearing so it was like and when he did came he came and talked about jesus all they preached was about jesus and about him being crucified and about how now there's love that you know, you know, he did away with all the different things, and now the main crux of it is that we love one another and let's build each other up. Let's be there, love one another, you know, worship the Lord, you know, believe in Jesus, and you know, let's get up out of here, <laughs> wait for his return. So um they it's, it's not like they didn't know, and and those who didn't know, um they were they were introduced to it. They were, they were given the, the opportunity to receive salvation. That's where Paul was going out doing. So Corinth was established. It wasn't like this is a new church. It was established. It's just that they allowed certain things. They got little lots of days ago in their stands when it came to certain things that Paul taught them. And then they got a little lots of days ago. And then now they started infiltrating Different things started coming into the church because like you'll see like we heard when we were listening to the scripture the, the, the chapter that it talks about marriage, sex in the church. What did it say? What was it? What did it say? And everybody and I said that's for next week the mystery of sex yeah that's the next chapter in chapter five where it talks about the um, sexual immorality. So it went from being understanding about leadership understanding about apostleship that all of us are on the same team all of us is preaching teaching jesus and that there's no big i and little you and that we're all of the body and that you know we should not be divided that if i come you should receive me if paul comes you should you should receive him If, if apollos comes you should receive him all the same there shouldn't be one favoring over the other because what happens is that you cause division that is not the leaders because they're coming just coming in to preach the word but you're having all these others like like john was saying all these other leaders coming in here talking stuff and getting all puffed up and saying stuff now you're starting to cause confusion but there should not be any favoritism you should do away with favoritism. Just receive the word. And Paul and all of them are coming the same way. Amen. Amen. So now we're gonna shift. Okay, so um that's all I have for tonight. Does anyone have any comments or any questions? Or they not. That's prepared? what I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say, so that's just basically just
1: they were really talking about kingdom building.
0: Right. Yeah. Kingdom building is about the kingdom. It's not about empire building. Um, There was, um, Creflo Dollar said this a long, long time ago about the difference between empire building and kingdom building. And and he talked about how um, kingdom building is Christ mindedness. And how when you're kingdom building, your main focus is christ and telling everyone about christ we're empire building where you're trying to build your own empire you're trying to build something for yourself you don't you're not trying to build for god you're not you don't have that christ-mindedness
1: so you're trying to see what you can get out of it And he called it, no, it wasn't Christ. He called it Holy Ghost mindedness. That's what it was. We
0: have to be Holy Ghost mindedness. Like having the mind of Christ, but it's the Holy Spirit leading and guiding. And like, and what, uh, what Paul was saying in our last little, last two scriptures, he says, For the kingdom of God is not with words, but with power. So if you are a good steward, And a good follower of Christ. There should be some power. You should show some signs.
1: There should be signs. And miracles. Following you.
0: Not that you're doing it. To. Build yourself up. But you're doing it. To build the kingdom. To show people. That the power that you have comes
1: from God, not something that you have, something that God gave you
0: explicitly. And see, and mm-hmm. that's what uh where like today, in today's kingdom, in today's world society, in today's Christianity, they they take that, they want to take that Holy Ghost power that God has given them and say, God's given it to me exclusively. No, the power comes when you got the Holy Ghost because these signs shall follow them that believe. Period. So miracles, signs and wonders, everybody should be doing if you got the Holy Ghost. If And it's your level of faith. You believe that God giving you power to lay hands on the sick and they recover?
1: Where's your level of faith? See, it's that faith again. The word coming back around again. It's that faith. You gotta believe. You can do all things through Christ who
0: strengthens you. You can do all things. There is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing impossible. Nothing. is our level of faith. Do we believe God to that point where I can walk into a a, a college ward and say a word or start singing a song and everybody in their tumors will dry up and fall. That can happen. It's just a matter of the level of your faith. Do you believe
1: that God will do it through you? Yep. Faith and obedience. Obedience. That's it.
0: that's it. And see, and that's what Paul is saying about a good apostle. And then we were talking about the, the level of, of faithfulness to God, because your level of faithfulness to God was showed
1: through your, through your miracle signs and wonders. It's just, it's not just mere words. But it's power.
0: And that's what Paul is saying. Y'all talking all this stuff. I want to see what you're about. Because if you about the real deal. I should see miracles. I should see things that, that God's endowed me to do. God endowed Peter and, and Apollos to do. You should be doing the same thing.
1: If you are an apostle. A true follower of Christ. This is what Paul is saying. But the Bible says that if you have the faith in size of the grain of a mustard seed, you can talk to that mountain and it could be moved. So once again, it's about faith and obedience. God can use you. It's just what's your level of faith? You know and and your faith is increased
0: by spending more time in his presence because the more you get to know him and the more he gets to know you the more you trust and rely and depend on him the more he trusts relies and depends on you so he'll give you
1: more when you give him more it's a, it's a fair exchange Yes, I want to do this. I want to be able to to go into
0: the prison and 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 free the people i want to go I want to be able to go into our college ward and and say a word or lay hands on people and they be healed okay you gotta you gotta increase your level of faith and how you do that spend more time in his
1: presence. Get in there, get in there Mhm.
5: All right, I'm done.
0: So we uh, thank you so much for joining us. Pastor John, can you, wait a minute before I close. Everybody's good? No questions? As you know anybody want comments? I don't want to cut anybody off. Anybody needs prayer? (laughs) I'm being serious. I know I laugh, but I'm being serious.
1: So before we dismiss, I just want to make sure everybody's hearts and minds are clear. So, All good. All right. All
0: right. So we thank you all for joining us on tonight. It was good. We had a good little people's here tonight. I'm very excited. I pray that his word blesses you guys. I pray to this word, encourage you and give you more insight on what the word is saying, what the Bible is saying. Um, I will have this on a podcast. So if you go to the podcast, you can go back and listen to all the lessons. Even when we did the Book of Romans, you can go back and listen to all those lessons that we did on our podcast. It's called Victorious, Victorious Living. Podcast. We're on Apple, we're on Google, we're on Spotify, we're on Breaker, Pocket Cast and Radio Public. We're on all those different platforms. And you just gotta look for Victoria's Living and the little cross, a our, lo- our logo or the V with the cross, the blue cross coming out of it. That is our logo. If you see that logo, you know that's us. And you can listen, you can open it up and listen to all our different uh Bible lessons. Amen amen so pastor
4: john can you dismiss us please amen dear heavenly father god we thank you for this lesson on today god and god we thank you for the teacher and god we pray that you continue to impart wisdom upon her god that she may continue to teach us and to spread your word and god we pray god that you would just help us to be Good and faithful servants of and good stewards over your word and your people and God in anything that you have placed in our lives, anything that you have put in our hands to do, God, we pray that we we become good stewards over that thing, God. And God, we thank you, God, for everybody that that has chimed in on today, for everybody that may be listening online, even if they if they don't don't choose to participate. Everybody that plays back these videos, God, we pray, God, that it reaches every. Everybody that, that plays back this video and that they would touch their heart, God, and continue to lead them to you. And God, we thank you, God. And in all things, we just pray that you continue to get the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen.
0: Thank you for joining us on tonight. We pray that you were encouraged and inspired If you desire to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so by sending a love gift to www.paypal.me forward slash VLCC or through our cash app, which is the dollar sign VLCC life. We also invite you to stop by our website by clicking on the link. May God bless you and may your day always be victorious.